This episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective, and today we're talking about Warner Brothers again. Yay. So... Yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery. That nonsense still. Well, before we get into that, let's talk about the good stuff going on at Warner Brothers Discovery that doesn't involve me screaming my head into the into the endless void of the oblivion. So, uh, Poison Ivy, remember her solo series is currently at issue three? Well, uh, good news for everyone, uh, it's apparently doing so well, DC has decided to expand it from a six-issue miniseries to a 12-issue miniseries, with the possibility of more. DC has announced an expansion of the Poison Ivy series written by G. Willow Wilson and illustrated by Makio Takara. I'm pretty sure I butchered that name completely which was previously listed as a six-issue mini-limited series to end this November. For now, the publisher has officially announced that six issues, but depending on the title's success, it may even continue beyond to issue 12. Maybe they like the idea of Poison Ivy having her own series after multiple Batman have been given, titles have been given. There are a few details about the new arc, new arc but we know from DC's October solicitations that Pam will be going abroad to, in her quest to save the world, and she'll be for, forced to confront the man she stole her powers from along the way. So, yeah, when the comic's second arc begins in December, they'll have to they'll have to handle the fallout. DC has teased even more character growth for Outlaws and Ivy, and he attempts to reconcile her overall in disgust for humanity's violence, excess, and waste. And... The series will also continue to explore Poison Ivy's love for people in her life, like on again, off again, love interest Harley Quinn, and will feature guest artists, one of the inaugural graduates of the Milestone Initiative. If I try to pronounce it, but I can't. And the regular artists will return with issue nine in February. So yeah, we're doing good jobs, everyone. We're doing a good job. Good job. Mission complete. While that's going on, Batman promises a brutal, stunning conclusion to the failsafe arc. Yeah, that, that's certainly gonna end well. DC's teased the winter finale of the failsafe arc, and it seems like life in Gotham's about to get even darker. I mean, it's Gotham, it's guaranteed. 129, written by Sadarsky and illustrated by George Jimenez, we'll see Batman up against the wall, possibly going off world in order to defeat failsafe. 
The new foes carry every move Batman in the Justice League makes, so Bruce may be out of options, at least on Earth. In a backup story, also read by Sadarsky, will revisit Batman's early years as he attempts at creating a backup protection system called Zon Adar. Basically, it was this horrendously long, complicated thing where Batman gets uh, poisoned by the villainous Dr. Hurt. Okay. And I'm pretty sure we have his assistant, uh, Ouch. And it activates a backup personality built into Bruce Wayne's mind called Batman Azorana. Batman created the, psycho- created the psychology program to control his body if the actual personality was ever altered, subverted, or subdued. And he may walk away from what DC describes as the story's brutal, stunning conclusion. So, yeah, Batman screwed. Oh, God. So, when I heard this stuff going on in the comic world, I was thinking, okay, awesome Poison Ivy's getting her series expanded. Might even get more if the 12-issue works out. Uh, I'm seriously still hoping they just tr- change her character eventually to, to a hero character because at this point, and this increasingly environmentally conscious world, as we teeter on the brink, we, we kind of need a symbol of sorts. And let's be real, Harley Quinn has killed a lot of people as well, and, let, and she's getting the hero treatment by people. So, we're all horrible people. <laughs> Anyways. So, Joker 2, the upcoming Joker film that's going to feature Lady Gaga getting a, ha, getting a $10 million payday, with Joaquin Phoenix getting $20 million with Todd Phillips. Well, that means, well, because of that, comp- including the creased concept of complicated musical sequences, Joker 2 could very well cost $150 million price to condu- produce. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, so let's see. We'll spend $150 million on a sequel that honestly didn't need to happen. Like, let's be real. Am I excited that this could be a sequel? Sure. But at the same time, the movie, w- the first movie was so well put together and well great and all that greatness coming out of it and really could be just a one-and-done story. It's not the same Joker we're getting and it's clearly not going to be the same Batman story, so... I, and plus, while yes, I can imagine Joker doing musicals because it's the Joker, he could do that. He's done that before. So who knows? Well, what's the... So... Yeah. It, it's a pretty crazy idea. Well, we'll see how Joker 2 goes, but while that's go- while that planning into filming is going on, there is a new post-credits scene introducing elements, a new element to Johnson's place in the DC universe for Black Adam. The report didn't divulge any details about the footage, so it's currently unclear. There is rumors that Superman's involved in this. I don't know if it is, then that would be awesome. But Black Adam finally getting a new post-credits scene to reveal its ties between them and the wider DCU. Still feel like that's a bad idea if we're going to keep having the Ezra Miller part in all this, which I'll get into later. Oh, man. Meanwhile, House of the Dragons showrunner suggests fans should expect secession with dragons. Gotcha. Saying, I think it's actually, that's actually a great metaphor. 
The thing we reference in the writer's room the most were the crown and succession. Just the tonal anal- analogies, analogs, and that shows that we, the writer, were really enjoying and immersed in. Okay. The original Game of Thrones is really the War of the Roses, so it's the Yorks and the Lannisters played out with the Starks and Lanc- Lancasters and the Starks and Lannisters. Two separate families that ever liked each other in the first place going at it. This, however, is the dance of the dragons. It's a civil war that happens within a singular family, which in a way makes it more engrossing and tragic because you see people who are blood relatives turning against each other and going to war. Also expected to differ from the George R. R. Martin book, Fire and Blood, which tells the story of the Targaryen family in the guise of a history book. And... They want to have this show feel like it interacts with Fireblood rather than just telling the same stories on screen. Saying the fun of this show is that it plays a bit of a companion piece to the history book. It communicates with the history book in the sense that some things will line up, others will be told very differently, but the idea in the end, the events are the same, it's just the why and how they happen changes how you actually see the story. Which, since it is a history book, that is an understandable point because theoretically you could portray the idea that oh well that's said in the history books but we don't know we weren't there we don't know what really went down like how propaganda bills are made propaganda machine <sighs> so speaking of the house of dragons in the game of thrones universe i can't believe i have to say that uh aria stark's time in multiverses has certainly paid off as it has seemingly passed 10 million players Yay! Across all platforms since it had an open beta three weeks ago. According to Tracker.gg via PC Gamer. While the multiverse's delay has not been... While multiverse's delay, a season one plan has been delayed, they state it is not because of the, the Warner Brothers Discovery merger or all the chaos that's been going on. So, we're lucky on that. I think... But, yeah, we we really have to see how this goes, because once we get into the drama going on, oh boy, I am so not looking forward to that. Because, oh my god, what have we done here, everyone? What have we done? Why is Warner Bros. Discovery doing this to me? I want to watch a certain wrestling program every week, and I don't want to go ahead and think, well, should I? Because the TNT and TBS are owned by a horrible company, but that, but I want to support AEW, but they're not owned by Warner Media or Warner Bros. Discovery, so does that count still? So, yeah, it, it's confusing. So, after these messages, we'll be back and after this ad break, and we'll see you all again in a few minutes. So, take care, peace out, and we'll see you all soon. Take care. Okay, let's get to the deep end, everybody. So, yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery continues to somehow set themselves on fire, even though they just had their merger. And, yeah, before we get into the craziness of it all, let me just start off with the first bad news. The Batman 2, you know, the movie that did a lot of, well, good money and had a lot of stuff. Well, despite the fact the movie's already being written... And with Robert Pattinson set to return, 
it has not been greenlit, and the movie is reportedly years away. So despite the fact Warner Bros. confirmed the film with an announcement back at CinemaCon, they have basically said, nope, it's not yet greenlit, we can still screw this up. Yeah. So it was approved by Warner Media, just wasn't approved by Warner Bros. Discovery. While the sequel is still highly likely in the cards, despite the recent troubles, uh, this go horribly wrong. In fact, I'm concerned if any other projects are set to be cancelled from this, because by god, this is Warner Brothers. Warner Bros. Discovery is horrendously crazy. So, good news and bad news. So, bad news is, Pat Girl is still cancelled. We'll never see it. Boo! Good news is, Jaime Reyes is still gonna live. Yay! The movie on movie is still going! Including Peacemaker and several of James Gunn's projects in DC. Yeah! So, we're all good, everybody. Everything's all good. I'm sure there's nothing else gonna go wrong that Ezra Miller got charged for burglary. Ezra Miller got charged for a felony. So, um, do you still want to plan that movie out? Like, yeah, here, here's the thing. This was the report. The Flash star has been charged for felony burglary, adding to their legal troubles in Hawaii, Massachusetts, and North Dakota, so you have basically pissed off three states. According to police report filed on August 7th in Vermont, several bottles of alcohol were taken from a home on May 1st, leading to police to charge Miller with a felony burglary after viewing surveillance videos and statements. Miller was finally located on August 7th. They will appear in court on September 26th for arrangement on the burglary charge. Miller, who is set to star in the Warner Brothers movie, the Flash has been accused of throwing a chair at a woman, grooming minors, and other misconducts, including starting a call. Oh, and also that thing he did a few years back where he choked someone. Uh, in addition to Vermont, their legal troubles extended across Hawaii, Massachusetts, and North Dakota. Oh, be careful, Ezra Miller. You're going to make your Thon look like he's a saint. And that was a psychopath. And then they deleted their Instagram and abruptly vanished, and one of us Discovery has made... remained silent on this thing. Uh, yeah, even Kevin Smith is pissed about this, wondering why did the media giant cancel Batgirl, who did nothing wrong, while allowing The Flash with a person they did do wrong. So... Yeah. Oh, speaking of Batgirl, oh, you want to know something about her? Well, Leslie Grace may not be done playing Batgirl. Hard to say that because she never started officially, even though she filmed a movie. So, Leslie Grace, according to Variety, the 27-year-old actress is still being eyed by one of us discovery to continue her Batgirl in some form. Yeah. 
There's even rumors that we'll see Black Canary again if they ever do another movie. <laughs> oh, God. But, like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Like, if they like if they don't, if they acknowledge that the movie happened but don't ever show it, then it's going to lead to a horrendous amount of problems. But that was our starting point. It didn't matter the story. Look, look, I don't know. I'm all for. I understand if you canceled the movie while it was before production or early production, middle production, late production, or at the end of production. That is absolutely insane. We don't have. We can. We are allowed to judge the movie on our own merits and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you have denied that right. Hey, the movie could have been complete garbage. But the actress who played Batgirl would have been could have been great. We won't know until she's eventually put in. And even then people will still say, well then and if you put in references to a film that doesn't exist, then that's gonna be a much bigger headache. And don't be surprised if one of Rose Discovery think that's a good idea. Because <laughs> Oh Oh god, I just these imbeciles. So, there was apparently a report, gee, I, I wonder why, that apparently, and I am not kidding when I say this, Ezra Miller was reportedly filming reshoots while he was essentially on the lam. Okay. Ezra Miller was filming stuff despite all the charges going on. No one saying, well, they probably did, and Warner Media and one of us Discovery ignored it. But turns out Warner Brothers Discovery is is harboring a virtual fugitive essentially. That's the vibe I was getting from when I read that report. And yeah. Warner Brothers start announced that, okay we're preparing multiple scenarios for this. Okay. What's your plan? So first Option three, the reason I haven't gone with the other two is because they're both stupid. Number one being the worst, so I'm going from bad to from good idea to horrible idea. So, plan number one we canceled the film. Okay, that's a wrap, everybody. Let's call it a day. Uh, wait, there's two more plans. Got it. Two, Ezra Miller is in no way in any of the press, press releases. Can we cancel the film? Well, let's do that. Let's let's cancel the film. Or number one, Ezra Miller does limited press press briefings for the sh- for the movie. One that is a stupid idea, and if you do that, you basically have a wanted fugitive essentially on the run. Okay, but it probably can't get worse, right? Right? <sighs> Warner Meat Brothers Discovery has. Option one also involves giving Ezra Miller a platform to explain their horrible, horrible behavior. So, enabling. You are enabling him. 
them. Like, you're basically giving them the justification to what they have done. That we don't care. We spent a lot of money on this. Well, you spent a ton of money on Batgirl and you canceled that and used a tax write-off to get the money back. Why can't you fire? Why can't you stop this? Or here's option four. Here's option four. Here's a fourth option. You instead... Well, they also say Warner's other stipulation is that Ezra Miller seeks help, professional help, but let's be real, uh, they, they, it, it, we have families involved in this and they're in trouble, with, especially with uh, uh, Child Protective Services and Child Services Department attempting to locate a mother and three children who have allegedly been staying with the actor. So we're, we have a situation on that front, so I'm pretty sure getting professional help at this point is impossible. Unless it involves heavy amounts of knockouts. But that's beside the point. Ezra Miller is going to be is is going to have the opportunity to get away with their horrible antics from the Warner Brothers Discovery perspective. I'm like the police could probably still send him to prison if the courts allow, if the courts approve, but that's a different matter, or send him to or send them to the loony bin. For their horrible, horrible, horrible behavior, and reportedly he they have taken a lot of drugs. But okay. Ezra Miller is royally screwed. Let's let's just go with that. Here's option four. And this would be the second logical choice. The first one would be the most logical. You don't make the release the film, instead, you delay it for a time and reshoot the entire movie with any other actor than him, than them. My money would be on Grant Gustin. Or you could digitally reanimate the face of Grant Gustin to replace Ezra Miller's Flash and the other Flash that also is played by Ezra Miller. Can we do that? that yeah, that sounds a lot better. That sounds a lot better than, than outright... Uh, letting them be enabled and get away with all this with the well they got professional help well at this point we're kind of running out of options on that they've had this situation for years so yeah they and if the scenario does go ahead and happen uh Apparently they said that it is impossible to recast and redo reshoots. This is apparently a very much worst case scenario reserved for a Miller's situation continues to deteriorate. It would be a shocking blow if this scenario occurred considering the film's cost of $200 million. Well, according to Warner Brothers Discovery, you could just declare a tax write-off. I'm like, I know that's probably not how the legal system works, but you know this is corporations. <sighs> So, yeah, if Ezra Miller doesn't seek help, they will not participate in the marketing and press for the film. But that makes no sense because they're the film's star, so... Yeah, it's understandable in the circumstance size, but in terms of the film sense, yeah, that's confusing. But yeah, they have basically severed Ezra Miller from any future Flash films and projects, so we'll be glad with that if that's the case. Like... This is it. This is the end of Ezra Miller's Flash and probably the rest of his career. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see how stupid this rabbit hole goes. So we're not done yet. 
Warner Brothers Discovery CEO wants a DCEU Kevin Feige, but a big hurdle remains, saying, We have done a reset, we restructured the business where we're going to focus, where there will be a team with a 10-year plan focusing on just DC, yada yada yada, all that stuff. They have two frontrunners. They have Gray, I can't pronounce his last name, I, I tried, uh, who has already overseen DC's TV projects such as The Flash and Superman Lois, so the architect of the Arrowverse. However, according to Variety, nobody's actually approached the producer, and it's thought that he would be unlikely to sign on to the top job. He hasn't pursued the position himself, and it's thought to not be interested in chasing an internal position. Elsewhere, Dan Lin, who produced the Lego movie, okay, that's a good one, Sherlock Holmes, yeah, I don't think that actually, I don't think it went well. I could be wrong. Recently lamented his lack of involvement in the DCU after the ill-fated 2008 George Miller Justice League fell through. During an episode of the Ankler podcast, he said at the time he persuaded to oversee, he pursued to oversee the entire DC franchise. Well, that was Warner, Disco- Warner Media, not Warner Brothers Discovery, so he might have a shot. Now, in my humble opinion, I should, I should take the job from a creative standpoint. And I'm not saying that because I'm egotistical and a big geek. Even if you might think that. You see, there's actually a different reason I have a perspective of this. It's what came out as well when this story happened. Because another big leak came out. Remember Crisis on Infinite Earths and everyone was all excited for it when the CW did it? And then it happened and everyone gave up after that. Everyone lost hope. Well... DC was reportedly playing a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie before the Discovery Takeover. So... You... could have scrapped the Flash movie and instead have done this. Now hear me out. I would have actually changed it up a little bit. We would reboot the DCU and also end the CW's DCU, but also provide closure and an end plot and end all the plot threads throughout the entire series of multiverses we've established. And instead of having it being a Crisis on Infinite Earths store adaptation, you switch it from Crisis on Infinite Earths to Final Crisis with Darkseid as the main antagonist. Now hear me out on that. Darkseid is established in the Zack Snyder Justice League film. Yes. That anti-life, the anti-life equation is multiversal, which means that they're all really screwed if he gets a hold of it. So the entire multiverse is established as the big threat, as being threatened by this guy. And you could kill off the Ezra Miller Flash and have Grant Gustin make the sacrifice since that was his predestined fate initially. Until everything went crazy. You can have Black Adam and the Batman be part of the new DCU, change things up, have the Justice Society been around, because that leads to a multiple two questions of why, where they were at the, when Man of Steel happened. But yeah... My first act would be to do a Crisis on Infinite Earths Final Crisis merging adaptation to resolve all the old films and shows and give closure to them. Heck, I would even go even bolder and fill the scope and do this. 
bring in actors and characters that were set for canceled projects and have Darkseid be the big bad, have anti-life equation be the multiversal threat since it was established in the Zack Snyder Justice League. Anti-life can go throughout the multiverse and Darkseid said he wants to control the entire multiverse. So why not do that? Like anything that would have been better. And people might say, oh, why are you getting rid of Darkseid at the straight beginning of all this? Well, you see, I have my own established reason. One, we can bring him back later. Like, death is a concept. is more of a suggestion than anything else in the DC Universe and Marvel Universe. But my response would be this. DC has villains that have been established as being more powerful or rise to the heights than Darkseid. The idea is to give a false sense of security to the heroes, advance thinking the worst of the worst is gone, and then boom, the greater evil arrives. Wouldn't you want to do that? Uh, yeah. That would be a much better idea, I feel like. You can give my th you can give your thoughts on that if you want, but that's just my how I would do it. Have that be the first, the end of the old DC multiverse, and the birth of a new one, because I, because the Crisis one wasn't as good as it could have been, and instead you had the final scene of the film end with a rocket landing on New Earth, with a simple text at the bottom. Only the beginning. Boom, we got it. We get it. Congratulations. Mission accomplished. So, yeah, that, 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 that's basically my, um, interpretation of how I would do the DCU and reboot everything to give it a new starting point. End it on a high note, an explosive note, end all the plot threads and fulfill past visions and all that and give some closure and give people who were going to play certain characters a chance to play those roles on a much bigger scale. Though Wally probably will have diminished roles because this is a massive movie and it would be a two-parter. Or it could be a very highly expensive limited series, so that could work. But I don't think Warner Brothers Discovery is going to do that, so a two-parter film would be the best option. And that's basically it. So, yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery is royally screwed, probably, and I should be the new Kevin Feige. I've made my case, my pitch sale. Everyone, please reference me in the comments down below. Oh, I look forward to your opinion on this idea. Please know I am creatively crazy, so I could probably be the guy for the job. So yeah, this was the Reality Collective host of Eric Brown, brought to you by the Everyday Fans Group. Uh, check out their site in the description below and their podcast works. I'll be seeing, seeing you all again next time. Peace and take care. Have a good day, everybody. Enjoy this last out, ad break and outro, and we'll see you all again next time. Peace. to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.